0: Perception, perception is reality, reality, perception is reality, reality, some talk shows think all of their opinions are right, this one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, or well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen.
1: Is this guy for real?
0: Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This is, is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilberry.
1: Here's Johnny. That's right, folks. We are back with a brand new episode, episode 115. I'm calling Cranberry Sauce. Of course, this is Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H Bilberry and apparently I've forgotten how to do this because I've not turned my my notifications off on the phone. Sorry about that, folks. Let's see who that could be? Oh, well, hello. Uh, All right. So, yeah, this is episode 115 of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilberry. The name of this 115th episode is Cranberry Sauce. We'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, I need to remind you all, because it has been a couple of weeks, share the show with everyone you know. Remember, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. (laughs) Sorry about that. Simply by searching for Bilbrey Podcast in your internet Google or Bing or however you search it. Just type in Bilbree Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Of course, you can find us the old-fashioned way by typing in Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbree as well. But Bilbree Podcast is the easiest. And I mean, we can be found on everything. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and on and on and on. So if you are having trouble locating us, please let me know. But share the show. Help spread the word. Get the message out there. Let's bring more folks to the platform. Of course, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 318 There the conversation always continues. So, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus. We've had a two and a half week break. And from there, we decided to do a little bit of a change up with the podcast. It's nothing too, 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 too major. But we do have to spend a little bit of time talking about it. We are always going to be found on all major podcast hosting sites. Matter of fact, the only place we really can't be found is YouTube. YouTube is something that I haven't done yet. I don't do a lot with video in that way. The podcast to me is always going to be audio. I do the live videos, but that's on Facebook and I use their platform for that. So for the foreseeable future, that's how that's going to be and and, and unless and until I find a need to to jump to video podcasting. I just feel like that kind of takes away from it because then I'm competing against myself. Are you listening to this on Spotify? Are you listening to this on YouTube? Are you listening to this on iTunes or Google Podcast? You know, I'm very, very careful to not, repeat material as far as what I do here. I don't then go talk about specifically the full thing again in the live videos or what I talk about in the live videos. I don't carry back to here. And so I feel like if I'm releasing an audio podcast and I put the video out there on YouTube, I'm kind of competing against myself. So that's why I don't do that. Alright, now covering some of the changes that's occurring. So, since the beginning of the podcast, all the way back with 001, I have always released two audio episode podcasts a week. I record two episodes, and I release two episodes. One on Tuesday, and one on Saturday. And when we were in the middle of the break, I started talking with some of the people around me, the producers. I was talking to... Reagan, the marketing director and a couple of my friends and family and I thought, you know, I Like what I do. I think we do a fantastic job We have the live video episodes on Facebook that I'm doing quite frequently and it's it's It gets to be where Again kind of like with the the YouTube. I'm competing against myself. I'm I'm stretching myself thin, so the biggest change-up, coming back from this break, is from this episode forward, we will have one episode a week. I will record throughout the week, and the episode will release on Tuesdays, and then I will promote that episode all week long, and the following Tuesday, a new episode will release. That way, I can also focus on the Facebook Live videos. Of course, as most of you know, I release a live Facebook video. I try to do it every day, live at 8.35, at 8.35 p.m. That way, people know, hey, Bilbrey's on at 8.35. I also release them throughout the day, after meetings, or, or if something comes up, if something is breaking, but I always tried my best to go at 8.35. This way, I'll be able to focus on the audio podcast and put together one really good show. I think that's going to help increase the listeners and help drive traffic to both formats, rather than having so much going on. So that's going to be the the main and only biggest change. We have also changed the artwork, but unfortunately, at the time we're recording this and this will be dropping, we don't have the final releases signed yet, so it will be just a moment longer on the artwork, but it's going to be great. It represents the show more it speaks to folks a little bit more it tells who we are it makes it very clear and cut you're aware of what you're seeing you know what the show is it's much better than that crap that I put together back almost two years ago while sitting at Gaddis Chrysler when I was thinking about making a podcast and just screwing around which is the artwork that I've used and it's been great But it was time to get something a little bit more professional. I have to give a big shout out to Reagan Reese for her work there, getting with the artist and really capturing the show, the spirit of the show. I think that you guys are going to love it. All right, enough of the housekeeping information. Folks, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the meat of the show. Episode 115, Cranberry Sauce. You're listening to Perception Is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back.
0: Perception. Perception. Perception is... Reality Reality.
1: The sponsor for this 115th episode is Fruit of the Bean Coffee Company Folks, if you have not tried this coffee yet if you have not placed your order then you're missing out and you don't know what fresh coffee is. They have whole bean or ground coffee for those folks that don't have a coffee grinder at home. They don't Roast the coffee until you place the order. That's what locks in the freshness. But the best part is, these people are not just concerned about making you a fresh pot of coffee. Oh no, they are also concerned about giving back to some of the most vulnerable in our world Today, The orphans and those affected by human trafficking. So head over to fruitofthebean.com to check out what they have going on over there. And if you enter perception during checkout for the promo code, you will get 25% off whatever you order. So head over to fruitofthebean.com and check out the fresh coffees and see how you can give back Today.
0: And now, Perception, Perception is Reality, reality. with it's your reality. host, Christopher H. Bilberry.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this episode 115 of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilberry. It's great to be with you. I'm calling this episode Cranberry Sauce. And if you don't know why, well, no one's really going to know why. There's not a clear purpose. The people who will know are really few and far between, and... uh That's it. But this is The Great Big Comeback Show. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be back with you. Uh, I just really want to take the rest of this time here and talk with you kind of about what's been going on in the last couple weeks, kind of where we're headed, and uh, take uh, this opportunity to get back into the swing of things and uh, see where we can go from here. So over the last couple weeks... I've taken some time off from recording the audio podcast. I haven't taken time off of being active and or engaged. If you have been following the Facebook account, uh, Christopher H. Bilbrey, or facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318, you know that I've been putting out content there. I've been attending meetings basically all over East Central Indiana. And the one thing that I can tell you, is I have really started to understand the importance of making sure that people are aware. When I'm talking about a specific place, if I'm talking about, let's just say, Gaston. I haven't been to Gaston in a while. I haven't talked to the people of Gaston. And there's not been anything going on in Gaston. So I'm just going to pick on them for a second. If I'm talking about Gaston, I want the people from Gaston to hear what I have to say. But I don't want you people in Muncie or you people in Utah or you people in Florida or the people in Indianapolis or Anderson to tune out because what I'm talking about in Gaston, well, it relates to the people in Gaston. However, I'm always going to make it to where it has relevance to your life. I'm always going to spin it into... What the people in Gaston can do to be better. What the people in Gaston can do to ensure that they have better government officials. And what they need to do to get fired up and to get others fired up. That's very important because I do quite frequently talk about specific areas. And I feel like sometimes people think, oh, he's talking about Anderson again. I'm going to tune out. No, but it it all makes sense. It all goes hand in hand, specifically if you live in the state of Indiana. If you're a listener from the state of Indiana, then what I'm talking about is the same across the board. I do have a lot of listeners from outside of the state of Indiana. And although things are different and laws are different and the powers that specific elected officials have might be differently and your recourse might be different and how you go about getting records requests might be different. The underlying idea of better government through citizen involvement, the underlying idea that the officials work for the citizens and the underlying idea of Getting active, getting educated, getting informed, getting people out to meetings and getting people registered to vote. And at the end of the day, making sure people vote. But then beyond that, making sure that the people who vote stay active and stay involved so that they know what that vote did. Because I voted for people that the very next election I wanted to vote out. I've also not voted for people who, once I started paying attention to what they were doing, I wanted to make sure that they stayed in office. And so voting is not the end. That's not where you you get off the train at. It's, It's honestly just the very beginning. Because after that, you either have two years, depending on if it's like a state representative position, or four years... or or maybe in some cases like six years if it's a senator for the United States or if it's a a judge, then you have longer. But, you know, that four to to six, two-year period of time where you really need to pay attention and make sure that the people that you put in office are doing the job that you sent them there to do. And if they're not, then you really need to take a look at what you can do to apply pressure to them and then eventually vote them out uh, when that that comes around. But that underlying principle remains the same. Now, if somebody contacts me, which oftentimes happens from South Carolina and says, hey, I've got this problem, I'm going to do some research, I'm going to look up, I'm going to find exactly what you need and then I'll get back to you. But the whole idea that the citizen is the most important part of government is something that everybody needs to hold on to. And everybody needs to build upon it. Right now, there's a lot of craziness going on all over the world, all over the United States, and definitely here in the state of Indiana. In the last couple weeks, we've been dealing with racial issues from elected officials in in Anderson and in Henry County. We've been dealing with solar issues cropping up everywhere. And whether you're for or against, what I've seen from there is we have officials that are trying to hurry it through and overlook steps that they should be taking. And more importantly, not talking to the citizens, not attempting to get... Insight from what the citizens think, and if the citizens are for or against, or if they are for, why? And if they're against, why? And are there people who say, well, if we did it this way, I would be for it? You know, the thing that I'm hearing over and over and over and over from the people who are getting up and speaking is, we just want this done the right way. And what that tells me is, we have these people who understand that things aren't being done properly in their communities. So, people are starting to see. I'm starting to hear it and see it everywhere I'm going. But there's a disconnect between the people who are griping, which it's easy to gripe, and I understand, it's easy to sit at home in your underwear and your socks and get online, get on Facebook and go to the blah blah county rants page and say, oh my blah blah blah, they did blah blah blah. That's easy to do that. Everybody can do that. It, It takes a little bit of work. To, to shower and to put regular people clothing on and to stroll down to the city or county council buildings and go in and attend the meetings. Now, I get it. COVID-19, I get it. Everyone should be social distancing, and this is not a big push at the people who need to stay home. If you feel that you need to stay home because of COVID, stay home, but there are enough People out moving around. I see them all day, every day, everywhere I go. I'm a germaphobe. I'm OCD. I do very major steps to ensure that I don't get any illness. Not just COVID-19. So I'm taking care. I'm taking precautions. I'm not being stupid. And I'm trusting I'm trusting in my higher power that his will's the way. And if it's going to get me, it's going to get me. I don't care if I'm wearing a mask or not. I don't care if I'm staying inside my house. If he wants me to have COVID, I'm going to get COVID. And if he wants to bring me through COVID, he's going to. That being said, I'm taking precautions myself because that same higher power told me the importance of washing your hands and understanding that social distancing during this time, however long this time is, might might be important. Okay, so I get that. So if you're older, if you've got underlying health issues, if you're, you're morbidly obese, whatever the case may be, if you're worried, if you're afraid, if you can't attend the meetings because of all of this, I get it. But there are enough citizens who are out and involved and who are active that can. And so there's a disconnect between the people who are griping and who I'm seeing at these meetings. I've been attending commissioner and council meetings in Madison County since May. And... I can count on one hand the amount of citizens that have set through those meetings. It's normally four or five citizens in each meeting. And it's the same four or five citizens and that is including me, and I'm not even a citizen there, but I I, I don't work for the government, and I'm not an elected official, so I count myself in that mess, but I'm not a citizen. But you go on the Madison County Facebook pages, and you talk to people from Madison County, and boy, oh boy, do they have a whole lot to tell you about what's wrong. But how do we go about bridging that divide? How do we go about making people understand that they have to go to the meetings. Look, if 30 people showed up at a Madison County meeting, I'm not even talking about hundreds at this point. I'm saying if 30 people showed up at a meeting in Madison County, the commissioners there would go absolutely crazy. They would do whatever the majority of that crowd wanted, and that would be that. They're so used to people not, showing up I went to a Planning Commission meeting in Henry County and these officials down there okay one of the officials speaking was not only on the Planning Commission but he's also an elected Commissioner for the county he didn't know or he acted as though he didn't know what a town hall meeting was okay we have to elect Donald Rainwater to the governor's office in November so he can start sticking his thumb in the necks of the state legislature so we can get laws on the books for us to recall officials like this. Because not knowing what a town hall meeting is, which is a meeting between citizens and elected officials in an informal setting to express ideas back and forth to come up with the best way to handle an issue or a situation or, or to make a solution for a problem, not understanding that means, sir, you should not be where you're at. But there wasn't outrage at that. They told a citizen they wouldn't let him speak. After they let others speak, now I understand that the portion of the meeting was over for speaking, but they then let a candidate for office speak, which basically a candidate for office is nothing. A candidate for office is just a citizen who is applying to be an official. Okay, so you're just a candidate for office. That's nothing. They then let another commissioner speak, and they let a council member speak. Now, they ended up letting the citizen speak. Thank God, or I was going to flip that place upside down. The problem is officials not understanding that they are just a step below the position of citizen. Citizen is the most important and powerful position... I'm say that again. The position of citizen is the most important and powerful position in local government, in state government, and honestly, in federal government. If your officials aren't doing what you want, then it's incumbent upon you to change that. They're not going to leave office. Very, very few and far between can somebody ask officials to resign and the officials resign. They It happens, but it's very few and far between. And then beyond that, in the state of Indiana, the only thing that we can hope is uh, that, they, that if, they, if, this not, if they don't step down themselves, that they're convicted of a crime and... It's a felony, or I I don't want to say that I hope somebody dies. I certainly don't. But the only way that people leave office in the state of Indiana, unless something changes, is to die in office, is to leave office of their own accord, or to be found guilty of a felony. And beyond that... They know that, and they're counting on us. They're counting on you to listen to this show, say, oh, Bill Breeze ranting again, and go back to sleep not doing anything. They're counting on you to not attend the meetings. And look, I know the meetings are hard to attend. When they have meetings at 5 p.m., yeah, you probably can't get there. By the time you get off of work at, say, 4.30 or 5, you're definitely not going to be there in time. You know what you got to do then? You've got to send emails. You've got to call. You've got to walk on the weekends. You've got to do something. You've got to get the message through. You have to attend the council meeting at 6. Or the commissioner's meeting. Or go to a city council. You've got to do something to get the word out. What? I, I, a couple episodes before we went on break, I was talking about whether I was going to go national or if I was going to stay local and state. And overwhelmingly, everybody said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay, I'm doing it. Now Now we're in the new phase. I've built, I've built the podcast up and we're going to continue trying to build the podcast up. But I want to know. I want to know from all of you how do I get your butts in gear? What can I do to help fire you up? What do we that are involved need to do to get you registered to vote and to make sure that you vote? How can I help? Don't just sit back and listen to these words and think good show or, or bad show. And, and maybe like it when I post it on social media. Don't just do that. Contact me and tell me. Call me. Talk with me. You know something that I notice that's popping up all over social media? Are people who are doing live videos people who are trying to get involved. And I see that this is something that's popping up. There's a gentleman that I'm going to be talking with here real, real soon that is from Hammond, Indiana, up in the region, up by Chicago. You can find him on Facebook under the name Cash, K and as King, A-S-H, Cash Lee Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Cash Lee Kelly, spelled with K's. K- Cash is spelled with a K. Cash Lee Kelly, you can find him at Facebook.com forward slash Cash Lee dot Kelly. And he's just a man. He's just, he's no different than I am. He saw what was happening with the protests and he thought, nah, nah, I, I get what they're protesting about, but I, I want to go a different way with this. And so he's really doing what he can to bridge the, the gap, to bridge the divide, to show police that the people in the communities aren't all bad and to show the people in the communities that the police aren't all bad. And he's really doing a lot for unity. And I'm going to do some, some work with him coming up here because I really believe in his cause. I really think that he is doing some amazing work. I will put a link to his Facebook in the description of this episode. And we'll be talking with him coming up. But he's running into the problem that I'm running into. He gets hundreds and hundreds of watchers, listeners, likes, thousands. But I guarantee you, he has hard time getting people to show up and put it on the line. There's a woman down in Henry County who's gotten really involved since the racial issue occurred down there a couple weeks ago. And if you've been watching the Facebook Lives, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'll talk about it more in the next episode because there's going to be some business that happens between now and then. But... She's been all fired up for the last two weeks. She's made booklets and pamphlets and put her case together. We're getting ready to go into this meeting and she's going to speak and she's been trying to fire her fellow citizens up and she's been working really hard on this, on an issue that speaks loudly to her and speaks to so many more people in the community. But as we get close to the day, as we get close to the big day... She's starting to hear from more and more citizens. Hey, sister, we stand behind you, but I can't go because I I had that thing. And but we're we're there. We're we're there with you. We're there with you. We we stand behind you. We support you. And and oh, I I I I stubbed my toe last Wednesday, so I'm not going to be able to attend. Bullshit. That's what you know. What's going to happen is you're going to burn this woman out, Melanie Wright. Now, there are a lot of people around her that I think that are going and a lot of people that are, that are helping her and supporting her from behind the scenes, doing different things. I'm not saying everybody has to be out. I'm not saying everybody can People, because of their jobs or certain things, might not be able to be out in the limelight. I'm not saying everybody has to be like me. Everybody has to be loud and obnoxious and at the meetings and and driving to this meeting and that meeting. I'm just saying you got to know your strength and you got to play to it and you got to offer that help to your fellow citizens. Because it's going to take all of us. I can't do it on my own. Melanie can't do it on her own. Stephanie Finney and Anderson can't do it on her own. Producer Kate can't do it in Winchester. Randolph County on her own. It's going to take all of us. All over the place. Everywhere. To be able to make... Changes. It shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. If that hair doesn't stop touching me, there's a hair that I can't seem to find on my microphone screen. But it's, it's touching me. Um, if <sighs> we have to come together, we're seeing it. You see it. The federal government's a mess. Our state government is, is, is horrible. I don't know many Republicans that are happy with the fact that Holcomb is going to win if, if it keeps going the way that he's going. And you people out in the land are too afraid to listen to what Donald Rainwater has to say, you're like, well, he's a libertarian, so there goes that. He sounds really smart. He's got a lot of good ideas. I like what he says, but he's not Republican and he's not Democrat. Well, no, that's because Holcomb is a Republican and is the Republican candidate, and he sucks because he's not really a Republican. He's not really a conservative. And literally anybody in their right mind and and, and even some not in their right minds could beat Holcomb as a Democrat just simply by standing up and saying, hello, I'm running for office as a Democrat, and I am not Eric Holcomb, and I approve this message. And that person would be, bing! They would be winning in November. They would be our governor. The candidate running against Holcomb has been basically non-existent. He has ran the only campaign that a person can w- run and not not win and it's the campaign where you hide if he was doing anything but hiding he would be our governor donald rainwater on the other hand is out here fighting for his life Scratching and crawling and going on every bit of media, TV, television, talking to everybody that he can find. And people are not going to give him the time of day because he's a libertarian. Now, I do believe it's because the libertarians tend to be a joke. The libertarians suffer from an identity crisis. The libertarians I know are basically, just all basically Democrats, and they're too afraid to say that they're a Democrat. They, do, they spend most of their time trying to have intellectual conversation through memes, and I'm sorry, but if the meme is the way that you have your intellectual conversation, you have already lost the war. I am under the age of 40. I'm supposed to be hip and cool and understand the social medias and the interwebs and all of that. And I don't, okay? Everybody always scoffs and doesn't believe me when I say I don't know technology. I don't. I didn't have a computer until my senior year in high school. Maybe my junior year. I was intimidated by it. I didn't play video games growing up. I played musical instruments. I was in a rock band. I was in a rock band, man. I didn't give a shit about PlayStation. Okay? I was drumming, trying to get chicks. Getting chicks. Because I was a drummer in a band. Yeah, rock out. Alright? So, I didn't do all of that. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like a sophomore in college. I haven't come up the way the other people in my age bracket have. Memes are funny. I think they're great. I think they're fantastic when I see memes. I like that cat meme. I got a friend, the director. I've talked about the director before. I share... That that cat meme with her. I've got a couple other friends I share memes with. I think they're funny. When I want to talk politics, though, I want to talk intellectually. I want to talk with adults. I want to talk with young people that understand what they're talking about and can have an argument and a debate with me. We can agree. We can disagree. We can do whatever you need to do. But the meme thing... Yeah, you might share a meme that I think is cute, but the Libertarians overdo it. It, it, And the the okay Boomer thing, it's, it's so disgusting to me because they might be dying off, but there's still a lot of them right here, still here. And they're not getting it. And so they see this identity crisis. They see these libertarians running around. And they don't understand what their values are. They don't understand. It's not enough to say, well, we believe in everything. We do this and do that. that." It's okay to formulate an idea and to have a form to your being. Not just to be a, a, a blob floating out in the sea, sharing memes and thinking that you're going to to become the president because taxation is theft, man. And I say that and I make fun of the libertarians because Donald Rainwater is a really good candidate. And he has personal convictions behind his beliefs. We've talked to him here on this show. He's been on this show twice, episode 101 and episode 109. He's going to be on this show again. I want him to win. I will cast my vote for him. And I am begging you, if you're listening to this, listen to those episodes with him and cast your vote for Donald Rainwater. Overlook the fact that he is a Libertarian. Overlook the fact that there are other Libertarians that give him a bad name. Or give good Libertarians bad names. People will not vote for him because he's that third party weirdo. And he's not. Eric Holcomb is the weirdo. Dr. Myers is the invisible man. And Donald Rainwater is the man with the plan. But he's going to come up short because you people that want so much better. Do you know how many people I've watched hate, hate on Holcomb? Watch one of Holcomb's press conferences. And look how many people hate him. I, I'm not. I, I I shouldn't say hate. I'm not. I'm not saying hate. I don't hate him personally. I don't know him and I don't care about him. Uh, what I mean is, don't like his his policies. Don't like what he's done since he's been in office. He's not a conservative. He's not a. He's not. He's not my kind of Republican. I better watch out talking about him. Last time. Last time I talked about Holcomb, I got I got caught up in a trap and it cost me two months of my my life. Um, If you're listening out there, this bud's for you, Matt. Uh, But beyond that, I want to say, give give, uh, Donald Rainwater a try. We're going to have him back on the show here soon. I'm also going to be talking to Dr. Woody Myers... Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and let you hear from him because you deserve to hear from the candidates and I do have feelers out to Governor Holcomb. (laughs) I'll let you know how that goes. I'll let you know how that goes. But bringing it back around to what we've been talking about the problem at the state level is the same problem at the local level. We're in a presidential election this year, so hopefully a lot of people turn out to vote. I don't know what's going to happen because of COVID. There's always seems to be some kind of excuse. Every election's always, this is the election. There is never an election that's going to be more important than this election right here. But then people are just still yeah oh yeah I was painting my nails that day as a as a good nerd friend of mine nerf nerd nerf nerf friend of mine would say I'm just busy painting my nail nails and maybe that friend won't listen to this podcast because I'm like The second favorite podcast. But (sighs) don't be busy painting your nails because this is too important. Everyone says, oh, politics is not important. What's important to me is my family, my time, my, my love of sports, my, my I want to do this, I do that. I don't care. I, I don't have time for that political crap. Let me tell you something. That political crap from the local level to the state level to the federal level affects every... that you do. You want to go fishing in a lake, a stream, a pond? You better care about politics. You buy a car and you don't want the tires and the rims to be bent up? You better care about politics. You want to buy a house in a certain area and your kids to go to a certain school and tax dollars to be funneled to that school this way or that way? You better care about politics. You want to get married? You want to know the definition of marriage? You better care about politics. You want to have money and die and be able to give that money to your children and this or, or that happen with it or not happen? You better care about politics. Politics rules every other aspect of your life. Now, It's important to care about what goes on on the national level, and we should all be understanding of what we're up against right now. And we should all understand that we are in the fight for our country. Our country is currently going down, 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 down. We're becoming a third world country. Before our eyes, it is happening. All right? We better be paying attention. But even more important than that, we better be careful of what's going on on the state levels because that's what truly matters. States, what's going on at your state level, what happens with your state senators and your state representatives and the laws that they make and what's going on with your governor that affects you more than what happens at the national level. And then even more importantly than that is what's going on in your county, your county commissioners, your county councilmen. What's going on in your city that you live in, the mayor, the city council, the city clerk? What's going on in your town, your town councilors? What are they doing? They affect your lives. And the smaller and smaller and smaller it gets, the more effect it has on you. And the smaller and smaller and smaller it gets, It seems like the less people care and care and care and care. And we need to change that, folks. We have some amazing interviews lined up over the next couple episodes. I'd say the next five, six, seven episodes. And they are all about varying degrees of different parts of life. But it all ties back into the community. And it all ties back into being good citizens. I hope that you will listen. I hope that you will get the message. There are going to be shows that you're going to like better than others. Give them all a chance and share them. Even if you don't like it, you don't listen, share it to spread the word. Because your neighbor might need to hear it. Your cousin might need to hear it. Your coworker might need to hear it. This is the now or never time. Honestly, from local, state, and federal, we have never, it's true. We've never been here before because we've never been here before. We're in the present, and that's what happens. And I'm going to be right here with you giving you this platform. This is your show, not mine. I'm just here helping direct it along. And so I hope that you all continue reaching out. I'm so thankful that you guys have stayed by my side and stayed with me. I'm going to continue staying with you. And we are going to make a difference we are going to better things. We're going to make a change and we are going to better government through our citizen involvement. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry. You're listening to episode 115 Cranberry Sauce of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back after this very quick break and turnaround.
0: Perception is reality. Reality.
1: Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this 115th episode of Perception Is Reality. I'm calling Cranberry Sauce. It's the welcome back episode. Don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites simply by searching Bill Bree Podcast. We can also be found at the home link at perception.fireside.fm. Until next time, stay active, stay involved, get engaged, wake the hell up. Let's change it for the better. Better government through citizen involvement. I might be number two, but you're number one. Love you all. Stay safe. God bless. Bye, Nerf.
0: You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796 Till next time remember perception perception is, is reality reality This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher
1: H Bilberry where we aim for better government through citizen involvement